1: This is M I P with Mark Thompson. Make it Get
2: woke, folks. Not only is today the beginning of International Human Rights Month, two other significant remembrances on December first: beginning of the Montgomery Bus Boycott, which was considered to be the beginning of the modern-day civil rights movement. And then this is also World AIDS Day. And it was several years ago that I got involved in the struggle around AIDS and seeing to it that there was equity there and that those who were being affected were recognized. And I joined uh, an organization called ACT UP and actually agitated the Clinton administration, President Clinton to be more active when it came to recognizing aids and providing resources for those who were dealing with aids aids has not gone away i mean a lot of advancements have been made a couple of people i work with back in those days were steve michael and wayne turner who were partners steve michael passed away due to aids and we talked about it and you know i suggested why don't we intersect the traditional civil rights movement and this new aids movement you know, in the march from Selma to Montgomery, the original plan was to bear Jimmy Lee Jackson, who the Alabama state troopers had killed, which led to the march, was to bear his coffin from Selma to Montgomery to the state capitol, his actual remains. And so I suggested, we talked about it. I said, why don't we do that for Steve Michael? Steve was a very prominent AIDS activist. So that's what we did. We, Marched through the streets of Washington DC to the White House with Steve Michael's coffin bore his coffin there and then had a funeral service there with him and I mean it, it, a who's who of Washington activists were there Anise Jenkins stalwart in the statehood movement members of the city council down in Brazil and Archbishop George Stallings of the African-American Catholic congregation, we, we had a funeral service for Steve there. And then we even, his coffin was draped with the act of flag and we folded the act of flag, or at least tried to like the military would at a military funeral. But I think about that on World AIDS Day and, and how important it is for those of us to be in solidarity with those who are still affected by AIDS, those, all of us are still affected by AIDS, whether uh, we have been afflicted with it or not, just like COVID, we have a responsibility for, or towards our neighbors when it comes to COVID, that's why we wear masks. Uh, We have a responsibility to our neighbors when it comes to AIDS, not to forget about it, to still take it seriously. And so because of what we did with and for Steve, AIDS is a struggle I can never forget. So today, happy International Human Rights Month, happy World AIDS Day, and happy Montgomery Bus Boycott Day. Ladies and gentlemen, today marks the beginning of International Human Rights Month. And we're honored to have with us someone who's definitely working in that area to start the month off with us here on Make It Plain. She has been a global global leader in activism and philanthropy. She was the first managing director of the Black Lives Matter Global Network. And now she is the CEO of Pencils of Promise. We wanna hear all about that from Kylie Scales. Thank you for being here with us. First of all, tell us about Pencils of Promise. What's that all about?
1: Yes, well, first, thanks again for having me here today in this very important month where we recognize universal human rights. Um, this month affirms every person's right to liberty, equality, and justice, concepts that are very, very important to me and have been important to me and, and every human on this planet, but for me throughout the course of my career. So um, everything that I've chosen to do um, in my professional career has been um, freedom work, has been equity work, and has been in, in an effort to advance uh, human rights uh, for all people everywhere. Um, so as As you said, I am the CEO of Pencils of Promise. Uh, Pencils of Promise is an organization that uh, removes the barriers to access to education for children all around the world. We do this in a very holistic way. So children around the world uh, experience barriers to education, and particularly children in the most overlooked um, and impoverished areas of the world, Um, and their barriers include things like a sound infrastructure, um, access to high quality teachers who are trained, uh, who will be able to provide the competencies that children need in order to thrive, Um, as well as sanitation and hygiene uh, uh, services within those school systems so that children are able to wash their hands, um, stay, stay, stay safe and clean, so that girls have private places to go to the bathroom, which is very, very important to women and young girls, Um, and so Pencils of Promise founded in 2008 um, build schools, number one. We build that infrastructure. Uh, we ensure that students have a safe and sound place to attend school and to learn. Uh, we also train teachers uh, so that teachers enter before they even enter the classroom. They understand the best way to engage children, uh, the best way to improve their competencies. Just because children are in school doesn't mean that they're literate. So we ensure that the teachers um, that are uh, from these rural areas are able to teach children, as well as provide sanitation services. Services and programming. We educate children on the proper ways to wash their hands. Um, We provide other sanitation services like water filters, uh, bathrooms within schools. And we also provide menstrual health training uh, and and education and tools to both girls and boys so that girls do not miss school on account of them getting their period once a month.
2: And Pencils of Promise right now is operating primarily in, in three countries. Do I have that right? That's
1: right. Mm-hmm. What what countries? We are in Ghana, we are in Laos, and we are in Guatemala.
2: And tell us why it was important, or it is important to focus on those three places.
1: Well, it's very important, number one, um, because education is a basic human right, um, country governments uh, have a requirement to ensure that their constituents are, uh, that their citizens are educated at, at every level. Um, and so it is important for us at the of Promise, as we as we help support this, not all countries can afford to educate every person Um and as people in the Western world help support education for children everywhere, um, we, Pencils of Promise, want to make sure that we work in areas where uh, the country governments are very cooperative, where we're able to come in and do a needs assessment, where we're able to um, deliver on the, the country's goals. We want to work in countries where they have very specific goals for their citizens um, and help support those goals, where their teachers are recruited and we're able to, again, uh, meet with those teachers in advance of being, going into the classroom and provide training. And so um, that's the reason why so far we've chosen the countries that we're in because we're able to move, we're able to deliver on schools, as many schools as the country requires, um, and there's a lot of cooperation from the government. So that is highly important to us. And that is why we're in those countries. As we expand and explore additional countries to serve, we will ensure that we, again, are in those places where the country governments are most amenable to our services.
2: You know, it's interesting, you you mentioned country governments and their duty to educate their students and their population. This is an interesting conversation to be having with you now, because in this very country in America, the whole debate around education is about making sure history, uh, true history isn't taught. You know, it shows what we take for granted, I think, sometimes here. Uh, You're talking about basic needs that some students in other countries in education just don't have that's right okay trying to make sure that um we don't teach uh, critical race theory which is never taught in school anyway but unless you're in grad school but we're here trying to prevent critical race theory from being taught some are trying to prevent that here in this country
1: well this country has a long history of suppressing education for its its citizens um in particular black people i mean you know we know that As slaves, we were denied the right to be educated. We know that when we were able to become educated, we were segregated in, in education institutions in inferior environments um, when after Brown versus the Board of Education and we were forced uh, or, or we were able to or, or we were integrated by force um, with militia. We all remember the images of, of the young girls surrounded by militia so that we could attend a higher quality schools. We still are experiencing um, disparate outcomes in the education space. Our Black children are still disproportionately showing up in special education classes. Our communities, our community schools still are overcrowded, um, are over-policed. Our teachers are, are, are under-recruited in the communities that we need. So it's no surprise that this country would also prevent other ways to become educated about its history um so you know that's just something that we've seen throughout the course of history uh not just with black people but with other uh, people of color in this country being denied the opportunity to educate it's a way to ensure or to uh suggest that uh we are unequal it is a way to suggest that we are unworthy of knowledge, knowledge is a human right. Um, It is our human right to understand the history of this country and the way that we, um, each of us have experienced our our trajectory in this country because it prepares us for the future, it empowers and emboldens and enables us to achieve in the future. Um, And that's why this month is so important to talk about these issues and to talk about inequity and to talk about justice um, and to ensure that the fight continues,
2: there, there really is a relationship between human rights and the right to an, an equal education, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, because again, when 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 we are when a human is unable to fulfill its potential, I believe that every person is born free. Every person is born with potential. Every person is born with an intellectual mind. Um, Intellect and success and value is not um, reserved for those in elite wealthy countries and elite wealthy places. It's, It's no coincidence that those that are stuck in the poverty cycle are those that are denied education. It is a denial. It is not by accident or happenstance, we are denied access to knowledge. And it is something that no person, no government, no no system should deny us as human beings. It is our birthright to access the knowledge that we want. So it is 100% a human right to be able to access the ability to get our inside out. We were all born equal and free.
2: More MIP after this message. This is, again, International Human Rights Month, folk. In fact, the first day, Article 26 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights is what Kylie just said. Everyone, it says in Article 26, has the right to education. Education shall be free, at least in the elementary and fundamental stages. And, and this is something important, speaking to what you expounded on a moment ago and, and the debate in this country. Education shall be directed. Article 26, paragraph two, education shall be directed to the full development of the human personality. That's right. To the strengthening of respect for human rights and fundamental freedoms, it shall promote understanding, tolerance and friendship amongst all and amongst racial or religious groups. So it it really is a fundamental human right um, to talk about equal access to education and also education providing uh, opportunities and knowledge for tolerance of all groups,
1: and awareness of oneself. So education allows us, particularly the type of education that we receive in primary school, as we all remember. Um, we we must learn how to engage with ourselves. We must understand um, how we became to be, how we think, how we exist, how we. Uh, interact with each other, how we are a part of, of the, this, this globe, how we are each global citizens responsible for our brothers and sisters. This, this is taught. This is taught in an environment where, where we have peers, where we have mentors, where we have nurturers, where we feel safe. Um, this, is, this is proven. It is proven that education helps get, to, get us out of the cycle of poverty. Um, education helps teach us how to take care of our bodies. Uh, it, it, in this country and other places of the world, We learn how to brush our teeth and wash our hands and stay clean so that we do not get easily communicable diseases that can kill us. So education is inextricably linked to our survival so to deny people the opportunity to understand how our minds and our body works is is a barrier to our humanity so this is where the interconnectedness comes this is why it is so critical to ensure that every person on this planet has the access to education because it will help break the cycle of poverty it will help us to survive and it will help many of us avoid Um, being, uh, children being exploited. So when we see children being trafficked, when we see child labor uh, both in this country and, and, and abroad and beyond, it is because children can be exploited because they don't know. They have no access to knowledge. Knowledge has been withheld from them. And that is horrifying to imagine.
2: And and obviously, too, Kylie Scales, Pencils of Promise has an emphasis on young women as well. Talk to us about how important that is and and what that means for human rights in the world when women especially uh, have access to education and explain for those who don't know um, the term menstrual poverty.
1: Yeah. So, to, so I'll answer both those questions. So, first, it's very important to educate women um, around the world. Thirty-eight a million women are, are are and girls are are withheld from school. This is again historical. It's historical um, uh, ideology to suppress women and to suppress uh, our ability to thrive and to contribute to society. We know that when girls, uh, women, and girls are educated, um, women and girls. Uh, d- are able to um, elevate their families and their communities out of poverty. Um, We know that uh, many of the world's issues will be Uh, can be alleviated by investing in educating uh, girls and young women. And not only are girls and young women physically kept out of school, we know historically girls were only taught certain things. Girls, women, even in this country, were withheld from getting degrees and things like that. And in other places around the world, we see that replicated to this day where women are uh, as made to stay at home and not able to access the types of education that um, men and boys are able to access. And so so that's that's one. And to to your point about uh, menstrual health, so for women, when we uh, when we have our period once a month we have needs we have to be able to feel safe and we have to have the proper tools and the proper sanitation um, or, or el- and we have to have private bathrooms or else we stay home we don't we, we won't go to school and there are girls all over this world who if, if schools don't have the proper sanitation we can't go to school if girls do not have private bathrooms to be able to um, you, be by themselves as, as, they are, as they have their periods and as they go to the bathroom and in these unsafe environments, they will stay home. And so these are other tactics in order to keep women from achieving um, the educational outcomes that men and, and boys are afforded. So it is very important. We all know um, how throughout history, women had to fight for everything that we have. Um, as a black woman, I feel that intersectionality. Um, and so it is important for us to ensure that our sisters all around the world are empowered um, that our physical bodies are, are are catered to and taken care of. It is also important that our boys understand our bodies, so that we're not ashamed of of the way they work, um, and and of the things that we need to do in order to feel safe and protected and and comfortable in a learning environment. And boys need to understand as well. And so at Pencils of Promise, um, we are again able to provide. Uh, safe environments and bathrooms for girls so that they're able to go to the bathroom on their own um we're also able to provide um menstrual health tools so girls are able to make their own reusable sanitary napkins so they're not um worried about sanitation and uh, where they can dispose of things it's not the same these are some of the things that we take for granted and and as far as plumbing um and latrines and things of that nature Uh, so we, we teach the girls how to make their own sanitary napkins. We um, teach boys the same. Um, and they're very proud of this. You see our young girls with their little bags that they've made themselves, and and they know that how, how to do it, and they know how to sustain it so that it's not something that they will ever worry about, um, because that's not something that a woman should worry about. It's part of who we are. Um, It's something that we should be proud of. Um, It is part of our human condition. And so being in the school environment um, should not be hampered by anything that is natural to ourselves and to our bodies. And so we're, we're incredibly proud of our menstrual health program and the education that we provide both girls and boys around the world.
2: More MIP after this message. Did I hear you correctly? You said you teach the girls how to make their own sanitary products. And you said, did you say you teach boys the same? That's right. How to make sanitary products for the girls? Yes. Wow. That's amazing. And folks, I'm going to infer Kylie's probably too polite, but when she says how boys need to be encouraged, that includes some of us old boys, <laughs> 30, to 50 years old, who clearly take these things for granted and do not you know, for some of us, we're hearing this for the first time. We don't think about what young women have to endure in some of these places where they have to go to school because we don't think about what women have to endure in America. Um, that's 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 incredible uh, and amazing that 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 you all are doing that. How um, do you uh, measure your your success and and the results of of what you're doing at Pencils of promise?
1: So today, we've built over 500 schools around the world. Um, we've served over 200,000 students. We have um, ensured that m- multiple thousands of teachers have been trained. We ensure that. Uh, uh, we have um, water filters within schools. We are now retrofitting many of our schools with full bathrooms where all of our new school builds include bathrooms. Um, we measure our success on a daily basis. We know that when children are able to enter school unfettered and safe and in a, an, uh, a high quality learning environment, that they their day is changed. Their day is different. Their trajectory is different. Their hopes and their dreams and their potential is unlocked every day. So we don't have to wait. We don't have to wait to see the impact of what providing a safe, nurturing school environment um, where girls can thrive and boys can learn and children can understand themselves and understand the world. We don't have to wait to see the outcome of that. We know the outcome. Every day, dreams are realized every day in a school environment. You remember being in school. I remember being in school. I remember being in primary school in particular. It was the first place where I knew or recognized how to dream. It was the first place that I envisioned my future. It was the first place that I made friends and my mentors were teachers and I was nurtured and I understood that I was talented and I understood that I loved reading and and I loved to sing and and I loved to talk a little too much in the classroom. <laughs> and, and and it it really set the tone for the rest of my life. And every day, some children don't like to go to school. I loved going to school. Every single day was a new opportunity, was a new uh, opportunity to achieve and to see my friends and to have fun and to feel self-actualized, to feel purpose, to feel meaning. And this is what children experience around the world every day in the most rural areas of the world where running water is a challenge where infrastructure is a challenge. There are places in Ghana where children learn under trees. And that may sound whimsical and idyllic, but it isn't when there are weather conditions. And imagine, you know, you go to your school and you see your friends and you're with your teachers who nurture you and teach you things. It may be the one place where you have running water. It may be the one place where you have uh, access to a bathroom uh, without a bunch of other people in the way. And it, it just changes you every single day. It gives you purpose. It gives you meaning. It makes you feel important. It makes you know that your future has hope. And so that is how we measure success. Success is measured every single day.
2: And we should also mention in, in the places where you are, Laos, Guatemala, and Ghana, and this is the case in many of these places, uh, folks, as we look um, at, at the way population is evolving now, um the number of, of younger people being born is outnumbering the number of, of older people. So this this younger generation um, has a larger population, doesn't it? So, I mean, we're talking about folk who are going to um, be the leaders, be yes. the doers, the creators, the makers, when some of us are gone in in not too long from now. So why wouldn't we? In, invest in this very generation, right?
1: It is our responsibility. It's our responsibility. It is our responsibility um, on many levels. It's our responsibility as those born into privilege. I know it's you know hard to imagine privilege at all times, particularly if we're if we're black and in this country, it's hard to imagine privilege. Um, privilege means a lot of things privilege means being born in the western world privilege means being born um, in an environment where you don't have to worry um if you if your home will withstand a rainstorm privilege means you can flush a toilet you know and so I'm very aware of of that I've traveled all over the world in, in my work in Pencils of Promise and in other places I've been to the most rural parts of this this planet um and I understand what privilege looks like uh, to, to some and I believe that we, the only reason why we were born this way um, is the randomness of our birth. You know, it's it's not a meritocracy as we talk about all the time. We're actually all born equal, but we all weren't born in within equal circumstances. So if those who are able to provide for others whether they be the future generations, whether they be our brothers and sisters who um, uh, need additional support and, or because of colonialism and uh, all of the things that have impacted this entire globe throughout history, then I believe that it is our responsibility to be able to support and nurture one another because it is through collective liberation and collective freedom that humanity will thrive and this is what is important we must choose i believe that we cho- that we must choose collectivism over individualism i believe that we are stronger as a whole as a whole humanity i believe humanity is connected and so we have a responsibility to nurture those as you said that are coming up uh younger than us because they will change the world we've we've seen evolution we know evolution we know change has come we know change comes every day, every decade, every century. And we know that those that are coming after us are gonna carry that change forward and continue our legacies. And so it is our responsibility, as you said, to ensure that the future uh, is sustainable because we've taken care of those um, that come after us.
2: Lastly, Kylie, um, as a veteran of the Black Lives Matter movement, we just last summer, I mean, we were dealing with Ahmaud Arbery, Uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, as you all interact with young people internationally, how do those experiences uh, affect them? Um, do, do they see that? Do they, does it impact them, um, as, as they come along, they see what's happening in this country and, and are they concerned about that?
1: I can guarantee you the world is watching. Hmm. Um, the world is aware. Um, the world, uh, is noting what the struggles that that America is going through and the awakening um, that and reckoning uh, that we are having in this country. Uh, every every name you mentioned is is painful uh, to us still. Um, we, it, it feels raw to this day. Uh, every name built uh, on more and more pain, and uh, me and others who were who are in the fight for so long know that there are countless names that that you that have not been mentioned. Um, those are the ones that were catapulted to uh, national spotlight, international global spotlight. but there are many people uh, who who have additional names and, and, and many still and around the world people people note this. Um, and they also note what ha- what happens in their own communities and in their own countries. Um, it is causing uh, the, the entire world to uh, ask questions about the systems that have been built, about how we got to this place. It is causing the entire world to ask questions about how institutions are constructed. Um, it is hopefully asking, having the world ask the questions about how we as individuals have contributed to this moment, and what we can do about it. Um, and, and and young people uh, are the wave of the future uh, in a different way. Uh, young people, the young, the younger generation, it, it inspires me. Um, they're incredible. Um, they don't just take things that we t- we tell them and, and and just do them because we tell them to. They don't want to replicate and do what their parents did and do it, keep things business as usual. No, they're just like what what is this? nonsense. Um, And they're like, not today. Um, And they are here to knock down the walls. And I am so happy. Thank you. (laughs) Thank God that we have people who are here that are like-minded that are just like, we gotta know, Mm-mm, not, not today. And so the young people around the world are interrogating all their own systems because they see what's happening in, in New York. They're interrogating their own um, institutions and they're asking questions and they're demanding answers and they're enforcing change and they're bringing change and they're embodying change. So I know that evolution is a global one. I know that the future is different because I know that we are different than we were in the past. It's hard. It it, it feels like there's no progress, but I didn't grow up in Jim Crow and I didn't grow up in the 1800s as my ancestors did i know that evolution will come and we are in the middle of it and we are the chosen ones and our young people will carry that torch forward and we will see a reckoning and we will see a change but we have to stay the course and we cannot be discouraged by anything and we have to continue to knock down the wall
2: very very well put um, kylie scales we want to thank you uh, for joining us folks uh, kylie kicking off international human rights month here on make it plain uh, pencilsofpromise.org and this is also um the season of giving uh, it's the end of the year all of these um, organizations doing this type of work nonprofit organizations need our financial y'all need some money right that helps y'all want some money <laughs> of
1: course, yes
2: it's, 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 so we, folks we invite you to go to pencilsofpromise.org you've heard the great work that they are doing yes
1: uh, and you can and, I'm sorry to interrupt you no go
2: ahead <laughs> I, I'll, I'll have to throw it to you anyway make the pitch please <laughs>
1: um, I was just going to say um, that, yes, please go to PencilsOfPromise.org. You're able to contribute in any possible way. Um, people can contribute to building a school. You can donate your birthday and have your um, friends and family help build a school and dedicate a school in your name or a name of your loved one. Um, there are multiple ways you can so- support our women and girls, our menstrual hygiene program. Um, so please, again, uh, particularly in these giving months um, during giving season, um, our giving season is called seasons of promise um go to our website subscribe follow us on all of our social media channels learn more about our work um, hear more about um uh our story hear more about how human how education and knowledge is a human right um and just follow us and 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 stay connected
2: kylie before i forget very important again folks pencilpromise.org don't forget that before i forget though because this is important um because I've been educating myself a bit more about what's happening around the world in terms of COVID, yeah. how is that infect affecting your work? Uh, very um, um, profound um, uh, sister, um, who's with the um, African Union uh, COVID uh, vaccine alliance, mm-hmm. was talking about just the other day on the BBC about um, the, the the ongoing lack of vaccine equity, things like that, yes. How how is that, I mean, and, and obviously, I mean, there has to be some relationship between schools and education and access to vaccines, I'm sure, what, what, how are you all dealing with that? What's your take on all of that?
1: Yeah, uh, well, you know, we're all struggling, right? Um, and particularly, I, I'm glad that you brought up the point of, of vaccine equity, um, we know that in the in the most overlooked places in the world, the vaccines are uh, not as as easily ac- uh, accessible. So um, many communities, including the communities where we work, um, vaccines are scarce, which is horrifying to imagine the way uh, you know we have vaccines prevalent. Um, in the United States and other Western countries, and I hope that other uh, that Western countries, um, uh, including the United States, are able to help provide vaccines um, to other countries um, that can't afford them, um, uh, that uh, need to maintain safety for their people. Um, in the areas that pop works, yes, uh, education is absolutely being impacted um by COVID as, as we see here, um education being impacted by COVID. Um, we've been very innovative. Fortunately uh, for us, our services have continued. Um in Ghana in particular, uh we've been able to innovate. Uh Ghana uh, had to shut schools down um, at, at the beginning of the pandemic, and you know our hopes and our prayers are for an optimistic future, given um, all of the variants and things that we are experiencing right now, and and. Probably will for the foreseeable future, but I I I know that our our students will still be served. We know that it's more important than ever to stay connected to our students because hope is paramount. We have to ensure that our children continue to dream because COVID is horrifying, right? It's it's scary. It's it's unsettling, and in those communities where school is so important and convening as communities are so important, it can be even more devastating. So in Ghana, um, we had a radio. We have a we we developed a radio program and we're able to educate our children um, through the radio, which I think is an incredible innovation and something that other countries might consider replicating because we wanted to ensure that our students are still, um, their needs are still being met in Guatemala. Excuse me. Um, we stayed quite connected to our teachers through coaching, through video sessions, through WhatsApp, through SMS texts, to ensure that our teachers are still connected to their students and they feel supported in that way. And in Laos, um, we ramped up our uh, hygiene programming to ensure that um, hand washing and 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 uh, and other ways to prevent COVID from spreading um, uh, was available. That education was available to communities. Um, so So uh, we continue to build schools, we continue to break ground, we continue to um, ensure that communities can come together safely with masks, socially distanced um, when schools are being created. We continue to uh, build schools even when they're empty so that when students return to those schools, um, they're enhanced with those bathrooms, with those water filters. So we're fortunate in that our work can continue um, and we're very hopeful for the future but we certainly have experienced um, challenges during COVID and have had to adapt and innovate.
2: And I'm sure you have. Folks, we invite you to visit org. They're doing great, great work. This is their season of giving uh, as well, season of promise. Appreciate your support. Please, ma'am, please, sir, go by and check them out. And you've heard all the great things they're doing. Kylie Scales, thank you for joining us on this first day of International Human Rights Month on Make It Plain.
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.
2: All right, one. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Plain.